I want all of you forever, you and me, every day. <laughs> Romance movies like The Notebook set some of our grandest expectations for what a relationship should be like. But if you look closer, this rom-drom sends some very mixed messages. They didn't agree on much. In fact, they rarely agreed on anything. As irresistible and faded as Noah and Ali's love feels, Noah can be manipulative and obsessive, and Ali repeatedly slaps and shoves Noah. They fought all the time. Despite the story taking place in the American South, black characters are never anything more than extras, and the story at times erases slavery while romanticizing the Old South. Because of these toxic takeaways, some modern critics have written the film off entirely. So what made The Notebook the romance movie of the early 2000s, and how much of it holds up? The story of these star-crossed lovers does still offer some meaningful messages. Their love story transcends class and disability. They're honest and vulnerable with one another, and love their partner for who they are despite what other people may think. He's not suitable for you, baby. I love him. Here's our take on the mixed messages of The Notebook and what's still to love and admire about this volatile couple. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe and click the bell to be notified about all of our new videos. Toxic takeaway number one, pressuring your partner is romantic. Can no ever mean maybe? Absolutely not. But watching Allie and Noah flirt might make you think otherwise. Mom, one day, what's it gonna hurt? Mm, I don't think so. Well, what can I do to change your mind? Guess she'll figure something out. Noah first meets Allie when she's spending time with someone else. Instead of respecting her choices, he inserts himself into their space and tries to hijack their date. And when she makes it clear that she's not interested, he threatens to throw himself off a Ferris wheel if she doesn't agree to go on a date with him. Well, don't do me any favors. No, no, I want to! You want it. This dynamic continues throughout the film. Noah is hard-headed and pushy, and Ali matches his energy by resorting to violence. Come on! Come on! Do it! Do it! Do it! He obsessively writes to her after their breakup, even though he never receives any sign back that she's interested in continuing communication. He wrote one letter a day for a year, 365 letters but they all went unanswered. And although he moves on after that year, when he sees proof that she's moved on as well, he recommits himself to getting her back. He got the notion into his head that if he restored the old house where they had come that night, Allie would find a way to come back to her. Again, all without any signal that his over-the-top attention is at all welcome. This behavior fits into a larger pattern. Noah regularly ignores Allie's cues and always seems to think he knows what's best for Allie better than Allie herself. When he asks her to lie in the street with him, she declines. You're gonna get run over. But he ignores her and keeps trying. I don't know, we just get up. That's your problem, you know that? All this escalation can be entertaining to watch, but it would not be fun to live. Initially, Allie herself is turned off by Noah's behavior. You wanna dance with me? No. Why not? Because I don't want to. But he's ultimately rewarded for not respecting Allie's boundaries, and his more problematic behavior is framed as romantic. When I see something that I like, I got it. I love it. <laughs> I, go, I mean, I go crazy for <laughs> it. He even occasionally uses tactics like negging, a pickup artist term for when you put a woman down to subconsciously make her seek your validation. I always figured you were kind of free. I am free. You don't seem like it. 
By contrast, Lon, Ali's fiance, handles her infidelity and possible rejection with grace, maturity, and a progressiveness that feels modern. He puts her feelings first and respects her need to figure out what she wants, even if it means he could lose her. Listen, are you all right? Yeah. Okay, then go. Take your time, do whatever you need to do. Conversely, Noah behaves in an explosive and demanding way when Allie doesn't immediately pick him. Noah insists that Allie not only wants but needs to choose him in order to live a good life. You're bored! You're bored and you know it, you wouldn't be here if there wasn't something missing! But while you can read this difference as making Noah more selfish and immature than Lon, ultimately, the notebook suggests the pressure Noah places on Allie is essential evidence of a real, passionate love, which ends up implying that passion means fighting. Look at us, we're already fighting! Well, that's what we do! Thank you to this video sponsor, Established Titles. It offers the perfect way to profess your undying love for someone by giving them their very own title of Lord or Lady. Established Titles is a really fun project. It's a novel way to preserve the natural woodlands of Scotland while helping global reforestation efforts. It offers the opportunity to buy at least one square foot of land on a picturesque estate in Edelston, Scotland. And due to an ancient Scottish custom, when you purchase the land, you officially get the title of Lord or Lady to go with it. It makes such a romantic gift. Plus, Established Titles works with charities One Tree Planted and Trees for the Future, planting a tree for every order. As a great last-minute gift, I bought me and my husband plots beside each other. Since then, we've added our titles to plane tickets when we travel. It's so much fun. And if you haven't met the one yet, you can add your title to your dating profile to impress. Established Titles is actually running a massive Black Friday sale right now, and if you use the code THETAKE, you get an additional 10% off. Plus, the first 200 people purchasing a title pack using my link will effectively be next to my plot within a few minutes of walking distance. Go to EstablishedTitles.com slash THETAKE to get your gifts now, help support the channel, and we can start building our little The Take kingdom. Toxic takeaway number two, fighting makes love exciting. Couples fight. Addressing conflict is a normal part of communication, and miscommunication is common, especially in young love and new relationships. But when fighting routinely crosses important boundaries, like when it includes vicious name-calling or gets physical, this can be a sign a couple isn't the right match. Arrogant son of a bitch! Noah and Allie fight frequently, about all things big or small, and these fights even turn violent. When they face important crossroads in their relationship, moments when they should be listening to each other's feelings and prioritizing open communication, instead, they blow up at each other. Now I hate you, you well, slow I hate bastard! You. If you leave here, I hate you! The movie suggests their behavior is part of what proves their love is pure magnetism. The two feel so strongly for one another, they can't help but clash. They were crazy about each other. It's such an established pattern in their relationship, Allie even expects their big explosive breakup will blow over. No, no, just wait a minute. We're not really breaking up, are we? Come on. This is just a fight we're having, and tomorrow to be like it never happened, right? So this sends a toxic message that real passion means constantly breaking up and making up, screaming matches and hitting, and adult communication just isn't required or truly romantic. It wasn't over. It still isn't over. Toxic takeaway number three, history is romantic and all white. Watching The Notebook today, it's distracting how few people of color are on screen. The handful of black people we get to know in the film are two-dimensional caregivers, entertainers, and servants. We'll open a pack of things. Oh, I'd be happy to pack your things, Miss Allen. 
At the same time, the notebook largely ignores the realities of racism and segregation in the 1940s American South, seemingly so that it can fill certain scenes with black extras, but without actually delving into any racial issues. Even though Jim Crow is the law of the land in that era, Noah grows up around black people, and his father plays music and socializes freely with his interracial community. Later in the film, we see Allie and Lon attend a fully integrated nightclub in the South with her parents, and Allie's parents even get up and start dancing alongside black dancers without any commentary. So this comes across as oversimplified behavior for a wealthy Southern family in the 1940s, who, given that context, likely originally accumulated some of their wealth as slaveholders. Dad's got more money than God. When Lon comes along, Allie's family is ecstatic because they also came from old Southern money was fabulously wealthy. But while this is made to sound glamorous, old money in a Southern context from this era probably entails profiting off of slave labor. And although Noah doesn't come from money and grew up around black people, even his love story with Allie romanticizes the Old South. Noah's grand gesture of love to Allie is fixing up an old plantation house that looks like the kind typically built by enslaved people. In time, Noah finished the house. So now that we've covered the worst stuff, what are the good takeaways of this movie? And can we still find things to appreciate? Meaningful message number one, don't let other people keep you from the person you love. It's just some love. Trouble is what it is. Allie's family is extremely judgmental of Noah because of his socioeconomic status and social standing. He's what? He is what? trash, Daddy. trash, trash, not for you. They do all they can to keep the young couple apart. They embarrass him and allow their guests to be rude to him at a dinner they host. Allie's mother even intentionally shares details about Allie's future that she knows will hurt Noah in front of other guests. But Allie's going to Sarah Lawrence. Didn't she tell you? And Sarah Lawrence is in New York. When Allie and Noah are out late at night, Allie's parents call the cops. Allie's mom also intentionally hides hundreds of letters from Noah to keep her daughter in the dark and interfere with her daughter's decision making. Because of you, my entire life is ruined. Okay, yes, I stole your letters. But none of this dissuades Allie. At first, when she meets Noah, she tells him about how she relies on her parents and makes important decisions with them. Oh, Mama and Daddy, we just had everything together. When they try to come between her and Noah for such superficial reasons, though, Allie is not afraid to stand up for herself. You are not to see him anymore, and that's final. No, it's not final. Yes, it is. No, it's not it final! You're not gonna tell me who I'm gonna love! So, The Notebook remains an inspirational reminder to all of us to follow our instincts and trust our own hearts. Meaningful message number two, love isn't perfect. Even the best relationships are hard work. It's gonna be really hard. And we're gonna have to work at this every day. And pursuing true love actually feels really scary. Allie and Noah both take emotional risks to be open with each other. And it doesn't always go smoothly for them. When they almost have sex for the first time, it feels realistic that Allie gets nervous and starts overthinking. I'm like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking right now? The scene ultimately isn't that sexy or perfect, but what makes it so sweet is the way that Noah accepts the imperfection of the moment and comforts Allie about what matters. I wanted this to be so yeah, I can't shut up. I love you. Did you know that? When they're older, Ali shows up on his doorstep as an engaged woman, and Noah is so stunned, she starts to second-guess her decision. I'm a stupid woman. I shouldn't have come. But again, we see Noah leaning into their imperfect reunion. He invites her in. Their chemistry doesn't reignite perfectly after so many years apart, which again feels realistic, but they push through the awkwardness together. This room. <laughs> this 
Is this way. This is the room. All this establishes an ideal for us that's not based on love always being magical and effortless, but on a partner understanding and having patience with your imperfections. Their love story is so compelling because of how willingly they accept the entirety of one another. It's also why theirs is a lasting love. Meaningful message number three, in sickness and in health. Noah's willingness to patiently put in whatever work is needed is best illustrated by the frame story of the notebook, where we see him retelling the story of their love to Allie in an elderly care center to help her remember, despite her dementia. This plot underlines that their love story isn't just the passion, it's also the steady, unglamorous dedication and care. Not always, but remembers. You've seen all dementia is irreversible. It's degenerative. That's what they keep telling me. Noah made a vow to be with Allie in sickness and in health until death do they part, and he honors that vow even though she cannot recognize him anymore, a point when many others would consider it reasonable to give up. Mama doesn't know us. She doesn't recognize you. She'll never understand. We miss you. This effort also comes at a high emotional cost, but this choice is not contingent on what he gets back from Allie. It's a choice to express his love in every way he can for as long as they're both breathing. How much time do we have? I'm not sure. Last time it was no more than five minutes. The Notebook is such a fairy tale romance because of the way the two have grown old by each other's sides and taken on all the challenges of old age together. In the final scene, they die together in each other's arms, representing the fantasy of a love where two people literally can't live without the other. Meaningful message number four, real love is out there for all of us. In The Notebook, Noah knows that life isn't about our accomplishments, it's about the relationships we fill it with. I've loved another with all my heart and soul, and for me, that has always been enough. When Allie's mom tries to discourage her from being with Noah because of his social and economic class, Allie knows the same thing. A life well lived is a life full of love. She doesn't want to be like her parents, who have every material thing they could want but don't have love. You don't look at daddy the way I look at Noah. You don't touch or laugh, you don't play, you don't know anything about love. Allie knows her love with Noah is special, but it's also simple. It's laughter and play and joy. They have very bubbly chemistry. They push each other towards spontaneity and don't take themselves too seriously. Even though they are toxic at times, they make each other feel alive in a way that other people can't seem to. So despite its many red flags, there are timeless elements to this joyful love story between two imperfect people. And I remember seeing the movie and I was crying like a baby, like we all did. From their initial honeymoon phase until old age, a period of life that's often left off screen in popular romance films. The most meaningful takeaway from The Notebook never goes out of style. We're all capable of finding a love that's as special and total as Noah and Allie's, and when we do, we have to treasure it above all else and never let it go. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. Yes, it is. Thanks for watching The Take. Make sure to subscribe and let us know what you want The Take on next.